Hello and welcome to Lead with the Cause Mentally Aspiring Podcast. My name is Marilee Robinson. Today is January 2nd of 2023. So I want to wish you all a happy new year. Many blessings, happiness, wealth, joy, contentment, and peace. Um, today, I just want to talk about being gracious with your grace. Um, I had a discussion, well, not really a discussion, but a conversation with my mother about grace. And I kind of felt like I wanted to address this because I think a lot of times we feel like as Christians, we are not allowed to have a say or we're not allowed to be assertive or we're not even allowed to have boundaries because we're Christian and it's like you need to show grace and you need to be kind however it shouldn't be at a cost of you being treated a certain type of way or even being uncomfortable so I want to call this gracious with grace so grace is special it's definitely for everyone but we need to be wise with grace don't allow people to use grace because you are christian like don't allow them to use grace and the fact that you're a christian to allow people to keep mistreating you because frankly christian or not you do not have to tolerate mistreatment in any form or fashion You can extend grace and keep people at a distance. I firmly believe this because sometimes you might be dealing with someone that you don't necessarily like or get along with or not comfortable with. And it doesn't mean you didn't show them grace because you prefer to distance yourself from them. You can still show grace and distance yourself or keep them at a distance. So, someone's poor upbringing and lack of knowledge is no excuse for them to keep mistreating you or for them to keep treating you poorly because sometimes, and I've done this my own self, sometimes we make excuses for people or we try to be empathetic and that's fine because I'm an empathetic person. However, you still are allowed to be assertive. You're still allowed to have boundaries. Like just because you grew up poorly or you lack knowledge of certain things or you had an upbringing that was not the best that does not excuse you from mistreating me or treating me like crap or affecting my emotional state and mental state because you were brought up incorrectly that's no excuse because as an adult you have a responsibility given you have the mentality and the capacity to do so you have a responsibility to work on yourself you can't keep saying well this is how i was brought up this is how i was taught no one ever loved me so because of how i was treated this is how i treat others all that can be very well true but you now can decide to change yourself work on yourself get the help that you need admit that you have a problem and get the help that you need so that you are no longer projecting the harm that was done to you to other people so 
if you are in a toxic situation, be mindful of people saying things like you should extend grace and keep them around. Some people mistake being a Christian for being a doormat or a good girl or a yes girl. Or, you know, we can't rock the boat or disappoint anyone, which is far from the truth. Now, let's talk about disappointment. Now, in life, you're going to disappoint people. I know that some of us girls have been taught that you cannot rock the boat. You cannot um, disappoint people. Uh, you, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You need to always think about other people's feelings and, you know, try not to say no because you can't disappoint people or you were taught to stay away from disappointing people because you need to be a people pleaser or you need to keep things, I don't know, calm, sweet, nice, however you want to put it. But that is far from the truth because... You are allowed to disappoint people. You will disappoint people. You are not perfect. Um, you were not made to please people. You were not made to be a yes girl and whatever you say goes. And even if I'm uncomfortable, even if I don't want to, even if I don't like it, I'm going to do it just because I don't want to disappoint you. That is garbage. That is rubbish. Okay. I think that you need to get into a place where you tell yourself that it's okay to disappoint people. Tell yourself there are going to be times where I'm going to disappoint people because I will say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to practice saying no. And every time you want me to do this or do that or go here with you, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to always be available. There are times where I will disappoint you. And you will disappoint me. Like, that's just life. So I feel we need to remind ourselves and tell yourself as a Christian woman that it it is okay to disappoint people. You are, you are definitely entitled to having boundaries, having a voice, and disappointing people. You can't please everyone, and there should be many times in life where you say no and not feel guilty about it. Practice saying no in the mirror if you have to. Ask God to help you be more assertive. If need be, practice self-awareness so you know when you're being a harm to yourself. Because that's another thing I think a lot of us don't have. Self-awareness is sexy, okay? It's attractive. I find that so admirable because to me, it shows growth. It shows a higher level of maturity. It shows that I'm willing to deal with myself do the inner work and work on my issues and be self-aware of what I'm doing and what I need help on and aware of my own toxicity because we all, I feel like we all may have traits of toxic in us um, and I feel like it gets worse and it grows if we don't work on it and I feel when we don't work on ourselves, we don't work on our issues, there's a higher chance of us Possibly being toxic to someone else or not being good in relationships or at relationships because we're not working on our stuff. Like, and you can't always see yourself. You cannot always see yourself. That's why it takes someone else to help you. Like a therapist, for example. So just be mindful because I think sometimes we have it all wrong. You know, as a Christian is like, you know I'm a good girl I used to get caught up in that but I'm still not caught up in that anymore because 
define good girl. If good girl means I can't speak up, if good girl good girl means I don't have a voice of my own, if good girl means I cannot be assertive, if good girl means I can't have boundaries, if good girl means I always have to appease you and do as you say and always say yes and not disappoint people because I need to stay peaceful and calm and never rock the boat, never get upset, never get angry, then I'm not a good girl. I'm not a good girl. I'm a child of God. I'm a woman that was saved by grace. I'm a woman that's not afraid to speak up and stand up for myself in Jesus' name and not afraid to say no and disappoint other people. But I feel like this good girl thing is a little out of hand sometimes because we were either taught or we tell ourselves i think it's mostly being taught because you learn you learn this from a young age and you know it simmers into your mindset how you were raised and you start to think if i do this and that then i'm not a good girl and it goes into adulthood so you can be a grown woman in your 40s and still feel like if i do this or do that i'm not a good girl So I pulled myself out of that and I pray you do the same because I was called a good girl in school Um, and that didn't offend me. I mean, I was okay with it, but I think in that aspect, it was more so she don't party, she don't drink, she don't smoke, she don't cuss, she don't engage in sexual activities outside of marriage, Um, she don't skip school, like she does her homework, she goes to class. That's what they meant when they called me a good girl because I did those things. I wasn't trying to get in trouble. You know, I didn't want to cause mischief or anything. I hated fights. I always wanted a resolution. So I saw myself as a peacemaker. So, you know, back then I was called the good girl. You know, so that was fine, but it was a little different. I'm also talking about the good girl in the sense where you just keep silent. It's like whatever you say goes. And you could even be uncomfortable with a situation and you may not even like something and you don't, you won't speak up because you tell yourself, you know, I'm a Christian and I need to keep the peace and I need to stay quiet and not say anything. And I don't want to disrupt the atmosphere or whatever we tell ourselves. And I feel like that needs to stop because you have a say, you have a, a voice, your voice is not taken or stolen or silenced when you become a Christian like you can still speak up for yourself and you can do it politely you can do it respectfully it doesn't have to be derogatory or rude or nasty you know but you do have a right to speak up for yourself Christian or not and it's okay to disappoint people like if someone invites you to I don't know, a baby shower, I was eat or something, you don't want to go, don't go. If they get disappointed, if they get mad at you, guess what? They'll get over it. They'll get over it. And that's their problem. It's not yours. I know that sounds harsh and that may be hard for some of you to swallow because you're like, oh, but I feel so bad. How can I just say it's their problem and not mine and blah, blah, blah. But it's the truth. If I don't want to go somewhere that you invited me to and you're now disappointed, that is your problem. You have to work on your disappointment. I am not now going to try to coax you and please you and 
change my mind so that you won't be disappointed. Now, if I made if I made a promise or I kept my word and said I'll be there and I don't show up or let's say I said I would help you set up for something and then I don't come. I mean, I can then decide to say I'm sorry to have disappointed you or I'm sorry I can't make it. I know I made a promise but something came up and I can't come. That's a polite, respectful way of declining but apologizing because you made a promise and you gave your word but then it turned out you you wasn't able to keep your word but if you didn't make a promise you didn't give your word and you didn't say you were going to do x y and z or whatever and they're just inviting you and you don't want to go you can just politely say i can't make it and you don't have to give an explanation if you don't want to you don't have to and if you feel like you want to because your close friends or you you want to is in you to do so then fine but you shouldn't feel obligated and you shouldn't feel guilty or feel like I have to explain myself as to why I can't come because you really don't you really don't I just want us as women to become more comfortable in having a voice in our saying no in being assertive and still being a Christian and holding boundaries we don't have to appease and please and keep things peaceful yes you want to be a peacemaker yes you're not a riot case yes you're not an instigator you don't cause strife and trouble and mischief definitely not however you're not going to so-called keep the peace at the stake of your discomfort or your mental health or, or, or mental care or somebody is making you uncomfortable or mistreating you or doing you wrong and you're like I don't want to say anything because I want to keep the peace that is incorrect you need to speak up you should speak up because you are feeling uncomfortable and you have to care about yourself first and put yourself first to have your best interest at heart because if somebody's making you uncomfortable honey you need to say something you need to say something and I know that can be really hard for some of us to do, which is why I encourage, support, and advocate for therapy. Like, go to therapy and get behind why it's so hard for you to speak up and why it's so hard for you to say when you're uncomfortable. Because that is a problem. It shouldn't be hard for you to speak up and say when you're uncomfortable. When somebody is doing you wrong or treating you a certain way, it shouldn't be so difficult for you to be like, I am uncomfortable and I want you to stop and I need you to stop. I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you talk to me this way. I don't like when you treat me this way. It needs to stop. You're crossing a boundary. You're making me feel a certain type of way. You're causing me to feel a certain type of way. And that is okay. It's not wrong to do that. It's definitely not a sin to do that. Because you have every right to speak up when you're feeling uncomfortable or harmed in any type of way. And I do believe that that's what God would want for each and every one of us. God doesn't want us to stay quiet or be silenced. All in the essence of trying to keep the peace when we're being mistreated. And don't let nobody tell you that. Don't let nobody convince you that God don't want you to speak up. And God don't want you to rock the boat. And God wants you to go with the flow. And to appease people and please people. God is not in the business of pleasing people. I am sure God has disappointed a lot of people by telling them no. Now is not the time. Or no, don't move yet. Or no, don't go there yet. Because sometimes we see God as we should, but we don't always do that. We should see God 
in the directions of our lives. And sometimes when we do, God may say, now is not the time. Keep still, stay still, don't move, don't go here, don't go there. And we may feel disappointed because we may have wanted to go there and God said, now is not the time. And we're disappointed. But God is more concerned with your safety and doing things in his timing, not our own. But we have to want to, we have to want to do that because he gives us free will. We can either do it in our timing or his. But if we're seeking him out and we're waiting for his direction, and sometimes he's not gonna always say what we want to hear. And it can be disappointing. But God is not up there talking about, well, I don't want to disappoint her. So let me go ahead and tell her she can go ahead now. Since that's what she wants. So I'm going to appease her. No, God don't, God isn't up there saying that. He's saying, now is not the time. I am God. I know best. I know what's ahead of you, behind you, before you. I know everything. Before you even think of it. And if I say now is not the time... I know I'm telling you for your own good, even if it disappoints you. So, it's important to keep that in mind. And don't feel like you aren't allowed to disappoint people or that you can't disappoint people. Because God does it all the time. And it's okay. You need to come first. You need to be a priority. And you need to believe that and know that with all your heart and all your mind because you are important and you have to be important to yourself more than you are to anyone else so I believe that's all I have for tonight because it is nighttime here and um, just be gracious with your grace that's all I can't stress that enough um, be wise with your grace even though it's for everyone that doesn't mean they get to abuse it or they get to throw in your face and say things like, well, aren't you supposed to be a Christian? Like, why aren't you showing me grace? Or aren't you supposed to forgive me no matter how many times I disappoint you or upset you or hurt you? No. I can forgive you and I can set boundaries and I can say, look, you have done this umpteen times and I am done. I forgive you, but you and I are no more, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or even a family member. You can choose to distance this person, be distant towards this person. You can choose to no longer have them in your life. Or you can choose to minimize your time you spend or talk with them. That is your decision because they are not respecting your boundaries and they keep mistreating you. You know, you have a, you have a say. And you can be like, I'm done. You have done this repeatedly. And it's become a pattern now to where you're taking advantage because you think, because I am a Christian, I'm just going to keep forgiving you. So you can just run a havoc all over my feelings and my emotions. And no, that is not the case. So I will end here. I want to share some quotes. I'm not going to do the encouragement for today because I wanted to do something a little different. So being that we're on grace, I'm sorry, being gracious with grace, I wanted to like pick a few quotes from um, 
from the G section because gracious with grace starts with G. So, what I will say is, hold on. These are all generosity quotes. I'm trying to find two good ones. Okay, one I like is, little is much when God is in it. I feel like that's a good one because it's true. Hmm, another one is, a rejected opportunity to give is a lost opportunity to receive. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. It is better to give an inexpensive. It is better to give an inexpensive gift with a smile than an expensive one with a frown. So yeah. Let me see if I can find one more. This says. Oh, those are goals. Hmm. So I think that's it. Because the other ones are gossip. I don't want to share a quote on gossip. But. Here's another. The wise man does not lay up treasures. The more he gives, the more he has. A small gift is better than a great promise. First, give yourself to God. He can do more with you than you can. Hmm. That was a beautiful one. Okay. So. Yes. Uh. Let me see about one more. Um. Okay, here's the last one. No one, no person has ever been honored for what he has received, always for what he has given. So yes, and I'll repeat this one. Little is much when God is in it. I really like that one. Because, you know, God is big and he makes an impact he makes a difference he can make the world difference in your world in your life well i don't want to say in your world but in the world because we're all in the same world i don't want to make it seem like people are in their own world because i don't feel like that's something they should be doing because it makes me feel like you're not present and you need to be present like don't isolate yourself from people you know, like, we need connection, we need people, we need each other. We need Jesus and we need each other. You know what I say, therapy and Jesus, Jesus and therapy. So I believe that's it. And I do want to end with saying that Jesus loves you and so do I. And if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior, I hope and pray that you do so. Um, you can start this new year, <laughs> you can start this new year off with Christ um, he loves you. He wants to live in your heart. He wants to reside there. But you have to welcome him into your heart. He's not going to force his way in. Because that's not how God operates. He's a gentleman. And also, you can read in your Bible, Romans 10.9, which briefly explains what salvation is. It's a very powerful 
prayer, small but powerful prayer. And it doesn't take anything extravagant for you to do first. You can simply say this prayer in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to be with a priest. You don't have to be in a church to accept Christ. You can accept Christ anywhere. You just pray, Lord Jesus. I welcome you into your heart. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Um, I repent of my sins. And I want to learn to live for you. Please change me, Lord. I welcome you into my heart. It's just that simple. Simple, but profound and powerful. So... It's really that simple, but some people, I don't know, they try to make it seem more than what it is. Like you have to be in church, you have to be with a priest, people have to be laying hands on you. It doesn't take any of that. You can simply say this prayer in the comfort of your own home to God. And then as long as you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart wholeheartedly, you are then saved. Just like that. And it doesn't matter what you did. Yesterday, a minute ago, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years ago. What you've been doing right now, you could, have, you could have had premarital sex last night. You could have drank. You could have gotten drunk. You could have just smoked weed. And if you want to accept Christ, he will hear you. God does not discriminate. He doesn't be like, well, you just smoked that blunt, so don't talk to me. Or you just had sex with that guy, so don't come to me. That is not how God operates. Thank God. Ooh, Lord, could y'all imagine the trouble and danger we would be in if I was like that? Mm. I don't know about you, but I would be in bad shape. Because I need, I need God. I need God a lot. Because I mess up a lot. So that is all. Before I close out, I did want to say... Whether you believe in resolutions or not, I do not believe in resolutions because I feel like, I don't know, it puts too much pressure on you. And then if you don't live up to it or you mess up, you, you, you get hard on yourself and you tell yourself, you know, good, you messed up and all this and all that. And I don't feel like we need a new year to make a change or to start over. We don't need a new year to do that. You can do that. Tomorrow, right now, in the present moment, you don't have to wait until a new year to decide to make changes and do better and be better. So I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in continually working on yourself, trying to work on being more self-aware, growing your faith in Christ, and just bettering yourself as a person. And just trying to make a difference. You know, welcoming that you're going to still make mistakes. You're going to have flaws. And imperfections. Because we're not all perfect. We all make mistakes. So just as long as you welcome your flaws, welcome your imperfections, and know that you're trying your best. And you don't need New Year's resolutions for that. You really don't. So, yes. That is all, my folks. I thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Those of you that show support and take the time, it means a lot. And I really, really, really appreciate you. 
So have a lovely rest of your night. Because it's night now. It's not even evening anymore. Um, what else? Happy New Year again. And I hope you guys continue to flourish and grow in Christ. And know that there's nothing wrong with therapy. We need to keep killing the stigma. Because there's nothing wrong with it. It's just fine. So thank you for listening. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you. And you can email me at begentlewithyourmental at gmail.com for prayer requests. If you want to share something, you need someone to listen. It's a judgment-free zone. I'm a safe place. You know, I'm a safe place. You can talk to me. I'm not going to condemn you or make you feel a certain type of way. I'll just show you love and a listening ear. That's all. So until next time, please take care. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Show love, give love. And just be you. Until next time, take care.